Okay, Rabotai, good morning. There is a very famous question as why Haga Sukkot is specifically during this month. As you know, Sukkot is on the 15th of Tishri. We have Rosh Hashanah on the 1st. That's We're in the 7th month. Hodesh HaShivya'i, as you know, the months in the Jewish calendar begin with the birth of the Jewish nation. The first month is Nisan. In Nisan we have Hagas HaPesach. Then we have by Sivan, we have 49 days later, is Matan Torah, Hagas Shavuot. And then we have in the seventh month, that's the month we're in right now, we have Rosh Hashanah on the 1st, we have Yom Kippur on the 10th, and we have Sukkot on the 15th. The holiday of Sukkot is Zecher La'anane Kavod. It's coming to help us remember the clouds of glory. Now when we say remember, the point isn't to remember. It's not, uh, it's not about forgetting fact. The idea of remembering things on the Jewish calendar is to relive the moment. You know, the Jewish holidays are very unique in that way. Actually, the time of the holiday came before the holiday. I don't know if you understand what I just said. But let me, let me, let me, let me explain. When Hashem created the world... He made zemanim. He made times. He made special. He made special moments. These special moments are based on dates, which means there are certain days of the year that in these days there's something very special. Just like we all know, for example that Shabbat is a special moment, right? It's a special time. If people would hear us say that the day of Shabbat feels different, the time feels different, they would say we lost our mind. What does that mean, the time? is that, How could time feel different? Time is time. Maybe what you do is different, but they, no. The same kibbeh you eat on Tuesday night, not the same as Friday night. What does that mean? The same action, the same food. The, the time of Shabbat is unique. Now, if you're in it and you felt it, so you know what we're talking about. If you never felt it, you think it's not possible. That time can feel different one to another. When Hashem created the world, he created zmanim. He created times. Which means, for example, I'll give you an example which may sound a little weird. We know that Haga Pesach every year comes around. It's the time of zman herutenu. The zman, the time of Pesach, is the time of our freedom. Now, 
not only do we celebrate the freedom that we left Mitzrayim, but in the air of Pesach is the air of freedom, which means that if a person is stuck in life, is stuck somewhere with something, a lot of times in life we get stuck, get stuck with a problem, we get stuck with an addiction, we get stuck with a mindset, we get stuck socially, we just get stuck spiritually. People get stuck. Sometimes you feel stuck and you don't know how to get out. It's part of life. And of course you want to be free. There's nothing worse than being stuck. You can't move anyone. And so many, so many times in life a person who's stuck wants to get free but just doesn't have the ability to do it. Well, while a person can become free any time of year, but during Haga Pesach, during that time, it's called Zeman, the time, it's an auspicious time of our freedom, which means there's an extra power during that time to free yourself from issues that are tying you down. Again, you could do it all year round, but that time is unique. There's something special in the air. If somebody would ask you, so uh, how did that Zman become a Zman? How is it that the Zman of Pesach became the Zman of freedom? So somebody would ask, why, how did Pesach become the time of freedom? So the obvious answer is, the greatest experience of freedom that took place in our nation's history, both physical freedom and spiritual freedom, was the time that we were all slaves in Egypt, and in a moment, we all became free, spiritually and physically. So therefore, that time became a very special time for freedom. But the reality is, it's not like that. It's exactly opposite. Which means, you know why? How come the Jewish people only got out of Egypt on the 15th of Nisan? Why didn't they get out in Sivan? Why didn't they get out in, in the, uh, by, by Adar? Why is it that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim on the 15th of Nisan? You know why? Because that Zman, that time, is an auspicious time already created from the beginning of the world for freedom. So therefore, the freedom of the Jewish people, which was a very big moment, needed the power of the time of the 15th of Nisan. So it's not that freedom became big because we left Egypt. We left Egypt because the freedom is big during that time. That's why you'll find, for example, we know that what's the bread of freedom? The bread of freedom is matzah. Matzah is the bread we eat during the time of freedom. Because the bread, the matzah, as we know, has the same ingredients as bread. The only difference between matzah and hamet is time. Because time is what makes people free. When you're lazy and you let time sit, when you don't act on your wants, on your, on your inspiration, 
on things you need to get done. When you don't act, when you let it sit. Here, we had a beautiful day yesterday, Kippur. A lot of people get inspired. A lot of people feel a little more elevated, a little cleaner. And of course, there are hirhurim, there are thoughts of a person making some real changes in his life. No question, every normal Jew would have such a feeling on Yom Kippur. But most people, I, I, I don't want to say most, but many people, they basically let it sit. They don't act on Kippur because they're busy praying and fasting. They don't act Motsayek Kippur because they're busy eating and going to rest. Comes the next day, they don't act because they're tired. It's only the first day. Already day after Kippur, I'm going to start. Yes, by the time they finish, it's some hot Torah already and uh, they're going to work. What took place is you let time, you let time sit. Freedom is acquired through action. You got to take the opportunity. You know, when a person feels something, feelings easily, easily escape. They don't list. You got to move. That's the bread of freedom. The bread of freedom is matzah. That's why we eat matzah during the time of our herut. Now, I'm sure some here, or maybe all of you, learned a very famous Midrash. The Midrash says that Abraham Avinu was eating matzah on Pesach. Interesting. Now, Abraham ate matzah on Pesach. Now, we know that Abraham kept the mitzvot, but this one seems to be a little bit difficult to understand. He would eat matzah on Pesach. Pesach didn't happen yet. How could he commemorate that that's Lekule Alma. Everyone agrees that Pesach happened after, way after Abraham Avinu. How would Abraham Avinu eat matzot on Pesach when Pesach didn't happen yet? Imagine commemorating something that didn't happen. Oh, but according to what we said, it's very good. Because the day of freedom was already nikba, was already set from the creation. And Matzah is the bread of freedom. So Abraham could eat matzah, not necessarily commemorating the exodus of Egypt. He's commemorating the day, that he, the time that he's in, which is a time that's auspicious for, not for the future, for now. The time of Pesach before or after Yesiat Misraim is an auspicious time it's called Zeman Herutenu. Abraham was aware of such a moment during the calendar and therefore he ate matzah because matzah is the bread of freedom. Hashem made, when he created the world, he made special times from then. Not expecting the future. From then already, by Yomer Elohim, it says on the fourth day of creation, Hashem says, Yehi me'orot There should be luminaries in the sky. Lehavdil ben hayom uben What are the luminaries for? To separate between day and night. That's easy. But it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop there. Vehayu le'otot These luminaries 
should also provide otot, signs. Ul mu'adim, mu'adim, mu'ed. What's mu'ed? Meaning special times, a special holiday or special moments. Ul yamim beshanim. So you see that the lights are not just between day and night. They do more. I don't know exactly what each one means, but that's not for today. Le'otot ul-mu'adim ul-yamim v'shalim. That we know. Okay, fine. Back to our subject. That means that the times that we celebrate were special before the event happened. So for example, Yom Kippur is a day of forgiveness. I'm sure everybody here has felt and has witnessed, I have for sure, where people who would never forgive each other, never, they would never talk to each other. But Kippur comes and all of a sudden, they're able to do it. They're able to forget, to forgive. Now some people are so stubborn, not even a hundred Kippur could get it done. Kippur, we know that what happened in history on Yom Kippur, that Hashem forgave our people for the terrible sin of the Egel. When did that happen? Moshe came down on the 10th of Tishri, yesterday. That is why Yom Kippur is on the 10th of Tishri, but that's really not true. Really, why did Hashem forgive us? How can Hashem forgive us for such a terrible, terrible avera, terrible communal sin? It was only on that day of Kippur that they could have such a powerful forgiveness that you couldn't find any other day. So the day of Kippur was already set as a day of forgiveness. And that's why Hashem forgave us specifically on that day. So now we have a whole new understanding of the way the world runs. It's not that we do things because it happened. It, rather, it happened because Hashem already put in that time, He put something special. When we have zikr, when we remember something in our history, when there's times that we commemorate, it's not the commemoration only that matters. It's really the ability to live with the same feelings that were there before. I mean, whatever you're commemorating, you're supposed to be able to bring that into your life. So on an easy one, Kippur is obviously not a day to commemorate that Am Yisrael was forgiven from the Egel. We don't just commemorate that. We do much more than that. We use the day for our own forgiveness. And so too when it comes to freedom. We don't just celebrate the freedom of, of, ex, of the Exodus. We, we need to live ourselves in that same atmosphere and bring freedom to our lives. And the same thing with all the things that we commemorate. So when we commemorate Zecher on Sukkot, what are we commemorating? Zecher la'anane kavod. We are commemorating the clouds of honor or the clouds of glory. What are these clouds of glory? Anybody here who's been in a desert for more than 10 minutes 
knows that it's impossible to live in the desert. A desert is very, very hot. There are no trees in the desert for shade. There's no water in the desert. There's no food in the desert. It gets freezing at night in the desert. It's impossible to live in a desert. To live 40 years in a desert, it would be suicidal. It's not possible. Am Yisrael was given certain tools to be able to exist in the desert. One of those tools is called the Anane Kavod. We had clouds that surrounded us and protected us from the heat and protected us from the dangers of the desert. These Anane Kavod, they accompanied us and we survived. Not only we survived because of them, we enjoyed our time in the desert. These Anane Kavod were clouds provided by the creator of the world to keep us comfortable during our time in the desert. So Sukkot, we build the Sukkah, Zecher, to remember the Anane Kavod, to remember the clouds that were with us for 40 years. Now, with that comes a few questions. Question number one, the very, very famous question. Famous question of the tour. The tour says, we know that Am Yisrael left Mitzrayim in Nisan. And already then they had the Anane Kavod. So why don't we celebrate Sukkot on Nisan? We should celebrate it during the time of the Exodus. So that means on Pesach, we should make our seder in the sukkah. Now you might think that's a little weird. Make a seder sukkah. It's only weird because you didn't do it. But it would be very, very appropriate and very nice. It would make a lot of sense to make your seder in the sukkah. This is where you commemorate the anane kavod. Says the tour, why is it that we commemorate it six months later? This is the question of the tour. The tour gives a very well-known answer. It's brought down halakha. The Mishnah Ra brings it. He says that it's true that the Anane Kavod should have been celebrated during Nisan. He says the problem is that on Nisan, everybody is going outdoors. Even the Goy is going outdoors. Everybody likes to go outdoors during the spring, people used to have, by the way, people used to have homes for the winter. And then for the summer, they would move out. They would be a little more outdoorish. I remember the shul and halab. They would have prayers starting the spring only outdoors. They don't pray indoors anymore. They go outdoors. That's the way it is. They, they would move out. Into the outdoors, people would start spending time on their balconies. People would start spending out in the gazebos. That's what pe people do that too here now. But even more then, because then they didn't have uh, air conditioning. So they went out, they had shade. They spent time outdoors. So, so now, what happened? He says that during the time of Sukkot, 
You're going to go uh, during Pesach, excuse me. You're going to go out to your sukkah to commemorate the Ananei Kavod. Everybody's going outdoors. So there's nothing that shows that you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing. So therefore they moved it six months, not day, Hashem moved it. Six months later, when people now coming are coming indoors, now you go outdoors and you are able now to actually commemorate it in a normal way. Now you're doing something that shows that you're involved in a mitzvah. By the way, you see from here that when you do a mitzvah, it's not enough just to do it. You have to do it and it should look like you're doing a mitzvah. It should look like you're doing a mitzvah. Which means the way you do it, the way you approach it, a person doing a mitzvah should not look like he's doing a mundane act. It should look like you're doing a mitzvah, you're about to do a commandment in front of Hashem, which means it comes with a certain, uh, a, a, a certain face, a certain attitude. You go into your sukkah and you are about to fulfill the commandment of your Creator. It's got to come with a certain attitude, certain look. That look would have been missing somewhat during Nisan. They put it in Tishri. Now, the Anane Kavod was a very special time. According to the tour, comes out that they just relocated the time. But like we just learned, you can't relocate time. Huh? It's an auspicious time. The time that we got the Anane Kavod is when we're celebrating. I mean, we're not just celebrating that we had the Anane Kavod. We're celebrating the time that we got them. So if we got them in Nisan, now all of a sudden, we're going to go forward six months. It seems to be against what we said. You could answer that Ba'anekavor was not a one-time thing. It happened the whole year. It just came in in Nisan. So therefore, you could celebrate it any day. One answer is that the Ananim were there all year. So therefore, even though you didn't get it in the first day, you got it during the year, which is fine. Or you could say that the idea of looking like you're doing a mitzvah is so big, so important, it outtrumps the atmosphere and the time. That's how big it is that a person, that's probably the more correct answer, that even though the auspicious, the auspicious time of the Ananeka, what is Nisan? But since it doesn't look like you're doing a mitzvah, so it's more important to look like you're doing a mitzvah even though it's the wrong time. That's what would come out. That's how important it is that a person should, when they do a mitzvah, they should look different. We shouldn't look the same holding a lulav and a etrog as we're holding a briefcase. It shouldn't have the same look. You can't have the seuda of Shabbat look exactly like the Sauda of Thursday. You can't. You have to do something that makes it feel and look different. Now, what is the Zecher La'ana Nekavod? What exactly is the feeling in the air? That's what you're asking. What is the feeling in the air? What is something 
more available to me now because I'm celebrating the Ananekavod. The Ananekavod simply is that reliance on Hashem. We are as a nation in a place that has no way for a human to exist. And yet, in a place where it's not possible to exist, Hashem gave us the ability to exist. This is building our bitahon. Building our bitahon in Hashem that a person should never worry about the future like many of us do. There should not be any anxiety about things. A person should not have fears. The only fear a person should have is that he himself may not do the right thing. But as far as what's going to happen in the future, as long as you do what you need to do, a person can have peace of mind that Hashem will do what he needs to do. I told you once that Hashem, at the very, very early stages of our lives, already gave us this message. Hashem created us, all of us, that for nine months we sat in a place and we were helpless. A baby inside his mother is helpless. He can't protect himself. He can't defend himself. If it's cold, he can't protect himself from the cold. If it's too hot, he has no power to eat, no power to drink. He has nothing, nothing, zero. Whatever a baby looks like day one in the stomach, he's way, way less than that. So how is he going to survive? Take a fetus inside the mother. How would it survive? It's impossible to survive. But yet, what does Hashem do? He gives the baby a crib inside the mother, protected. Even if the mother would bump into something, he won't feel it. It's an amazing thing. The mother bumps, hurts herself, and the baby's safe. The baby has a cushion. He gets fed through the mother. When it's cold out, inside, warm. Too hot out, inside, the right temperature. It's an amazing area that he has that completely protects him. Even if those on the outside want to hurt him, you know, you see a little fly, right? And it's annoying you. What do you do? That's it. Done. That's what you would do to a fetus, a one-month-old fetus. If you saw it and you didn't like the way it looked, you kill it. But Hashem put the baby in a place where nobody can get to him. Not even his own mother get to him. He is protected. He is given all of what he needs to survive. You ever wonder why did Hashem make the beginning of our life this way? You don't think Hashem could have made us where day one, we just come out. Why does he make us like that? Why does he make the mother hold the baby for so long under such circumstances and he's so helpless? Answer, Hashem is talking to us. He's teaching us. Anytime in your life for the next 120 years, that you're worrying, what's going to be, I don't know, who's going to take care of me. Hashem says, hello, don't you remember where you came from? Don't you remember? Me'ayin bata. Me'ayin bata, where'd you come from? Look at you. You were sitting, you were helpless. You had no way of survival. And yet, in your helpless state, what happened? Hashem gave you everything that you need to survive and you made it well. 
that first nine months of our lives is supposed to remain with us for the next 120 years. That never we should feel that things will go wrong. The only fears we should have is the fear that we will do wrong. And then things will mess up because of us. But that Hashem won't do His job. You never have to be afraid. Hashem will take care of you. The Anane Kavod are like us inside our mother. Hashem gave us that protection. And therefore when we say Zecher La'anane Kavod means that Sukkot is an auspicious time to feel Hashem's love and to feel His protection and to live a life with peace of mind not worrying about what He needs to do. Just like we experienced in the desert where we were in the worst conditions and yet the clouds of glory protected us and we had nothing to worry about. That we should be able to live with the clouds of glory the entire year. Hashem gave us the time. We remember the Kavod, not to remember a historical event. Who means we're supposed to dive into Kavod. We're supposed to take the Kavod into our lives. You can work on your bitahon all year. But none is easier than Sukkot. Sukkot, you go into your Sukkah and with the right attitude and the right understanding, you actually build your emunah and your bitahon and you have a tremendous outcome just like you walk into Kippur and you feel cleaner. You forgave others. People forgave you. People are closer. When you walk out of Sukkot, it's supposed to feel a greater level of peace of mind and trust in Hashem. That's what it means. So the tour says that even though the auspicious time for this is Pesach, we had to push it off because you wouldn't be able to recognize on the person that he's doing something for commemorating the Ananekavod. That's how important it is to do something special that you should look like you're involved in what you're involved in. This is the answer of the tour and that's why we celebrate Sukkot on the 15th. Zecher la'anane kavod. The time of Sukkot is special to build our bitahon and our emunah. Be'ezrat Hashem tomorrow we're going to see a whole different answer. Obviously the difficulty of this answer like you guys said, is that not the time. So we gave a few answers, but really it's not the right time. How could it be that we don't celebrate it in its right time? Tomorrow, stay tuned, we will come with a new way of understanding the time of the holiday of Sukkot. Have a beautiful day.